You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Welcome or welcome back to She Said What. If you guys have not been here before, then my name is Alyssa Harper. And this podcast is all about sex and sexuality, relationships, self-growth, and you becoming the best version of you. Today, we're going to be talking about my top 10 dating tips and relationship tips that I wish that I knew before now, whether that be in high school or just as I started dating. These are all of the things that have proven to be true time and time again and things that I think that we don't talk about enough or we don't necessarily have the resources for generally unless you go looking for them. Um, I'm really excited to be back for today's episode because it has been a little while. It's been about a month or so now um, and it's going to be really fun. You guys are going to get the whole little update spiel on my life. So if you don't care about my life, then kind of rude, but totally fine. Feel free to skip forward a little bit and that's when we're going to get into the topic. Okay. All right. Enjoy. If you are watching the video right now on Spotify and you are seeing the light go up and down, just so you know, I have my windows open. There's natural light happening. And I also have a disco ball over in the corner and it's creating these little dots behind me on the wall. If you can see any of them. Oh, yeah, there's one. Hello, there she is. Um, So that's what's happening. If you're wondering about that. Uh, Holy shit, guys, it's been ages. Oh, my God. It's literally been like, what, a month? almost two probably. Um, I just needed a bit of a break. Kind of was, I know, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, especially, and on TikTok as well, I've talked about it heaps, uh, about my mental health and uh, needing to have time to kind of like refresh, get back into figuring out like what I really want to speak about and what I think is going to be valuable for you guys. So thank you so much for being patient with me. And thank you for all of your lovely messages along the way. Um, also dealing with some kind of health issues and things that I've talked about on social media. So please feel free to go get caught up on that. I'm not going to talk about that for too long, but I will give you a quick update on my life. Okay, so my parents came. They visited me in Sydney. I'm Canadian um, and they live there. And that was super fun. They were here for three weeks. Uh, We did heaps. We like went to the zoo. We ate out a lot. That was amazing. I ate so much yummy food. I spent a lot of money, but that's okay um, because it was just a really nice time and so good to see them because I didn't see them in a year. Then I was at home for about a week and then I went to Splendor in the Grass, which was my first festival ever, which was amazing. It genuinely turned around so much for me. Um, I had been going to a therapist at that point now for a few, maybe like two months or something. Um, And she had said to me, this is going to be like exposure therapy for you because uh, social anxiety was something that I was really struggling with. Whoa, I just said was. That's fucking crazy. Because... I went to this. It literally was exposure therapy. I got there on the first day. I was like, oh my God, it's fucking loud. People are screaming. Everyone's on drugs. Like, ah!" it's just like a very intense place to be if you have social anxiety because there's a million fucking people around. Um, But it was so fun. Um, And I got to bring my friend Blue and we had the best time. And we went with Spotify. So it was my first like influencer trip, if you will. I hate that word, but whatever. Um, It was my first like trip that was like gifted to me. And it was just like such an incredible, 
incredible experience. I'm so, so fucking thankful that I got to do that. And it, that the fact that it actually fed me um, emotionally and like literally changed the trajectory of the following month and up till now. Um, so yeah, came back from that, had this feeling of like, oh, like, was that just because I was at the festival and I had such a fun time and coming home, was that just like, you know, post-festival high and then I'm going to go back down into this kind of like low state. Um, and I have not, which is awesome. Um, actually went to therapy a few days ago and it was this, it was funny because I was like, do I cancel my appointment because I'm like cool now? But I was like, nah, like I've got to give her the tea, you know, and it's best, like, it's good for her to see what works for me because that will obviously inform future situations. And so it was such a good appointment and I got so much out of it. And I'm so happy that I still went. Um, and something that she actually said to me was now you've proven to yourself that when you are feeling shit, when you are feeling down or depressed or really anxious, just not yourself, you know that you can come out of it and you don't have to be scared that you're going to lose this energy, this excitement in your life, whatever it is. You don't have to be scared of that because that's life and it happens in seasons and maybe you'll have a really tough season or something will happen. It will be difficult, but then you'll come out of it and you'll go, wow, okay, I can do hard things and, and things can always eventually look up. And it just instills that feeling of like hope within you. And it was really, really powerful. And I feel like now something that she said as well was just to keep the momentum going, like make sure I'm aware of if I go through a few days where I'm not really seeing heaps of friends or I'm not feeling my best to still be in contact with people to still um, not isolate myself to not just uh, be I guess just online or just with my partner like really be um, present with multiple people and keep that community and how important community is so it just instilled like new values in me um, or reminded me of values that I already had but again gave me proof as to why those things are really important it was just so 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 valuable and coming out of it I've just been really excited the last two weeks to be in this like new energy like I feel fucking excited about my life and it's it's really awesome so thank you guys again for your patience and for waiting on new episodes to come out today's gonna be really fun I'm excited to share with you what I have made for today um and then I have some fun episodes coming up as well that I'm also excited about particularly more on sexuality um something I've been talking about on TikTok a bit recently that you guys have asked for as well um is content on not feeling gay enough or feeling like you look too straight to say that you are queer or uh, bisexual or lesbian or whatever it is and kind of talk about the presentation that queer people feel like they're meant to give to others and why we feel that and really go in depth on that also talking about complicated friendship situations within the queer community will be one which I'll kind of touch on a little bit today um but how those relationships can be difficult because there's sometimes an overlap um especially in like female friendships so that's going to be really interesting and also talking about friend breakups is another one that is going to be coming up as well and how that can be sometimes even harder than like a romantic breakup because there's a lot of people saying a lot of things about going through a romantic breakup, going through a relationship breakup. Um, but friend breakups aren't talked about as much and they can be really hurtful. And yeah, I just think it's really important that we create space for you to have like like knowledge on that and hear other people's experiences and know that you're not crazy for feeling that way if you have felt that way with a friend before so that's what we have coming up i'm super excited to do that um let's get right in to today's episode 
I wanted to make this episode because I've had some shit relationships in my time. Um, I've definitely been with people where they don't have the language to say the things that they want to say. The communication is bad. Like, it's a lot of fighting, a lot of drama, um, a lot of, like, victim mentalities coming from the other person. And it's just been, it's been complicated. Like, I've definitely experienced that before. Um, And these are things that now that I've been in a healthy relationship for a few years, and I've learned so much, and I've not only gone to a couples therapist with that person. His name is Sam. If you guys don't know or you don't listen regularly, um, he's my partner. And um, yeah, like we've just grown so much both individually and um, together. And it's been something that I feel like would be of value to you guys because not only right now, you might be single, you might be with a partner. This is for literally anybody. So feel welcome whoever you are, whether you are straight or gay or queer or whatever, whatever you are, this is for you. Um, Let's get into point number one. Okay, number one. All right. Number one is that you are not a tease. We're starting out, starting out hot. Okay, we are not a tease because I remember, especially when I was younger, being told that if I didn't want to have sex with somebody, if I didn't want to fucking do anything with somebody, if I didn't want to kiss somebody, whatever, but maybe I was flirty or I went for a drink with somebody or um, I spent time with somebody that I was a tease. And I want you to know that if you spend any time with somebody, whether that is you have a conversation or you have a dance with them on the dance floor, you know, or you do anything like you you talk to that person every day whatever it is you do not have to then go and do anything else with that person you don't owe them anything you are in charge of what you do especially with your body but also with your emotions if you're not willing to fully have that depth of relationship obviously communicate that you know don't make them feel like you are going to um but then maybe you won't later and of course I'm talking about emotions here specifically um be aware that people might have feelings towards you and then if you don't reciprocate that but you maybe you seemed like you did that could be really hard for somebody um but I know you're not going to do that I'm just giving that as a little disclaimer um you are definitely not a fucking tease especially physically and when it comes to consent even if you say go on a date with somebody you go home with somebody even you get into that space where you are like kind of about to or you think you might have sex with this person or you've you've kind of acted as if you would but then you don't want to consent is not a one-time thing it it happens over and over and there's you know it should happen over and over I should say in these conversations in these situations um and it's something that you can always update that person on it can be I'm comfortable to you know kiss and whatever else right now but I just for whatever reason and it doesn't fucking matter why um, you don't want to have sex with them or you don't want to do something with them. And that is fine. That is completely your prerogative. And that should be very, uh, very clear to them. And they should have that general understanding already. And if they don't, that is not a safe person to be with. And it's also not somebody that you want to be with. Like you deserve to be with somebody that wants you to enjoy the whole experience, obviously. But 
as of course we live in this like patriarchal society and there's a lot of really shit messages that we hear on a regular basis coming not only from the men in our lives potentially but also the media that we consume and it's so important that we are aware that at the end of the day we are firm in what we know we deserve and we are firm in understanding that we can change our minds at any time point number two if they wanted to they would. And I know you've heard this before. Um, of course you have. But it's really important that you actually like take it to heart. Like you don't, as the situation happens and you go, oh, well, maybe they were just tired or oh, maybe they're not getting back to me because uh, they've got a lot going on to a certain extent. Sure. But like it really doesn't take that long for someone to send a quick message or whatever. And if they do need space for whatever reason, I think that it's really important that they communicate that they need that space rather than just like ghosting you. Like I'm really obviously not an advocate at all for ghosting. I think that's really fucked up um, in friendships and in romantic relationships. I think it's so, so, so important that you communicate and People can be really lovely. You can find partners and people who will literally do so much for you, want to hold space for you. Of course, hold space for themselves first and make sure that they're good. And that's the, you know, you have to have your cup full to be able to go and fill somebody else's. And you want to be in that overflow state to be able to do that for others. Um, But it's so important that you don't devalue what you deserve and you don't let yourself make excuses for people time and time again. Again, like I said, to a certain extent, of course, I'm not saying that you should always have access to people as in like they should talk to you all day long or something like that. You know, I'm not saying that you should, they should always feel fully like they're able to um, be there for you because sometimes people fall short but if you notice if you notice patterns with people where they're not actively putting in effort then it's probably not gonna work out you know you want someone who is equal in their effort towards you and maybe it's a relationship where you're like this is very casual we literally talk like twice a month or something or it's very chill we barely see each other and you guys are both on that terms of those terms of like understanding that then that's great I have friends like that where I literally see them like maybe once a month and we catch up and we have the best time um and we're both cool with that we're both enjoying that but it's really important that if you want more from that person and you feel like you're giving more and they're just not reciprocating it, that you communicate that. And that's fucking hard, okay? I'm not saying that's easy. It's hard to be honest and say, like, I really like you or I really want to spend more time with you or can I ask what's happening in your life right now that maybe makes it hard for you to spend time with me? If that person is really honest and they say something like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing exams right now or something, you know, I'm... I'm I'm really struggling with work right now. I'm struggling with my relationships within my family or my friends or something like that where they have a genuine reason for why, but they want to be better or they want to let you know that that boundary has to be there for them at the moment, but that they maybe hope that in future when they are out of that situation that they're able to create more space for you. That's the kind of conversation we want to be having. If this person is making excuses, if this person is saying that you're asking for too much, again, 
It's not to say that they're a shit person. It's not to say that they are the worst and you're amazing. It's not about anyone being right. It's about you spending time with people that make you feel valued. It's about you spending time with people that feed you and people that you get to do that too because it is reciprocated. Number three, lack of communication often equals misinterpretation and a likelihood for problems, which often then equals resentment. So let me break that down. First of all, miscommunication, lack of communication, not being clear on what you're thinking, feeling, how how you perceived maybe a conversation or a situation with somebody often leads to there not being a clear conversation about what actually happened or what was actually said. When you don't actually go and communicate about those things that happened or were said or how you're feeling or whatever it is, it can cause problems. It can cause often resentment. And from either side, you or that person, right? You need people in your life who are willing to communicate clearly, openly, honestly, lovingly, fairly. You need people in your life who want you to feel safe with them. People who want you to feel like you can trust them. And if you are with somebody or you're friends with somebody who seems to be constantly holding back, like, oh, I'm not going to tell you that I love you because that's too, that like you might use that against me. Or I'm not going to tell you honest things because you might use that against me. If you are around people who act like the world is out to get them, who have that victim mentality, it's not going to last. And it won't, not because of you, of course, if you are doing those things, but because they aren't at a place in their life to have the emotional maturity or even maybe the knowledge, uh, maybe the life experience to be able to do that with you. And again, this isn't to go, oh, well, they're, they're fucking crazy. Like they're a psychopath, like they're a shit person. It's not to say that. It's just that you might be in a different place in your life where you deserve, again, that equal space with somebody. And you want that. And that's amazing. And yes, you can pull people up. Yes, you can educate people. And this is something that I think about all the time is like, yes, you can do that. But do you want to? Do you want to have to educate your boyfriend on issues within your community, whether that's like you're a queer community or um, your family background, your history, whatever that is, right? Do you want to have to do that? Maybe you do. Maybe you're excited to share that with somebody. Maybe for you, you're like, oh, I've learned this really great way of thinking that's really helped me. Let me share that with you. And maybe that person is really open to it and they want to learn. And that can be a really cool experience because that's actually you helping somebody to grow and hopefully they're helping you to grow in other ways. But that person has to be ready to change, ready to work on themselves, ready to heal. And they have to be putting in much more work than you. They have to be on that journey. You can't make someone, you can't force someone up with you, especially if you're in that space where you are feeling good and energized and confident and like, wanting to move forward in your life. Maybe you can help somebody along the way with boundaries. But and I was, and again, I'm not saying you have to fully cut them out of your life. Um, but you can't 
drag someone along because ultimately it often does pull you back because you're going to have days where you don't feel your best, right? You're going to have days where maybe you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing. And what you want to be able to have is people in your life who can pull you up in those moments. And if you are with somebody, especially a relationship, especially a close partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that looks like, it's really tough if you are constantly pulling that person with you. And I don't want to gender this fully because of course this isn't always the case, but I do see this with a lot of women who are very much invested in their their growth, in their wellness, in their sexual health, in like wanting to create a lives for them and they and they have this like passion and they have so much to give and unfortunately they give a lot to men who just aren't there yet. And again, not to say that there's anything wrong with these people, that person, that situation, they're potentially just not equally filling space with you and you want people who are going to be on the same wavelength as you just because you deserve it and because it makes it fun and exciting and you can find people who want to do that with you and um the reason why I'm saying I'm obviously not going to fully gender this or say that that's true like men and women and obviously like gender is not binary um but I have a partner who's a male um and he very much will take things on and want to learn alongside me um he's very happy to do research on his own um if we have conversations about hey this is how I want this to be communicated in future he will actively change that and he will say yes you can pull me up on that and if he slips up because that happens I slip up all the time too if that happens and he doesn't do the thing that he said he was going to do he knows that I have all the right to say hey you told me that next time we have this kind of conversation you're going to go about it this way and if he doesn't he'll go you're right. You're right. And that's not easy for him to do, for me to do. We both, I can think of many examples where we both have done this poorly. And that's the thing. I'm not some savior. And I, I know you don't think about yourself either. You're not this person who's going to fix everyone around you and you shouldn't. Fuck, you've got enough on your own, I'm sure, as everyone does. Um, but it's really important that that person is ready to communicate with you very clearly um, and be on that journey with you, not you pulling them along because that is fucking exhausting. <laughs> Number four, as I'm sure you've gathered by now, is that relationships take work. They do. They actually do. I think that they should feel easy day to day. Like I think that they should feel comfortable and you should feel a good whatever you want to call it, energy, um, your intuition, your gut should tell you that that person is a safe and healthy person to be with. But there is work involved in it. And the reason I bring this up is because if you are going through something personally, even if that's just a lot of change, whatever that is, maybe you're thinking of moving away, maybe you're starting a new job, maybe you're starting at school, whatever it is, and you get into a relationship with somebody at that time, it can stunt your growth in the sense that it can make you constantly consider what that person is thinking about you and the choices you're making, you're making, how you're feeling. And an example of this for me is when I moved from Canada to Australia, I had a boyfriend for three years at that point, and um, he was actually meant to come to Australia with me. And I remember when he told me he wasn't going to come, 
it was really tough for me because I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I knew I didn't really want to do long distance. It just, I think we're already on the outs, you know, and this is a very specific example. Obviously, I'm not saying this is how everyone should do this. I don't not believe in long distance or anything, but I, I knew that wasn't going to work just knowing us. Um, and I remember once we broke up saying to myself, I'm not going to get myself into any serious relationship. I'm not going to let myself really get into having feelings for anybody at this point, because I know I need to go in to this experience alone. I need to go into this experience, just myself as the individual ready to change things like that, wake up one day and maybe have different beliefs, different thoughts, different uh, wants, and that that would be okay because I was doing that on my own. When you are in a relationship with someone, there are sacrifices that have to be made. I make sacrifices with the relationship that I'm in now, and so does Sam, my partner, right? Like, we both have to do that. Like, if I, so for example, I want to live at the beach, and that might change just so you guys know, if you're interested. Um, I have been really enjoying living by the beach and he doesn't love it that much. He doesn't love the beach. He's not really a beach boy. He's just, it's not his thing that much, you know. Um, But we have a car. And so where he works, he can drive with our car and he takes the car and I don't need it and it's fine. And I let him go and do that and whatever, but I like to live here at the moment. Um, And it's funny because if it were up to just him, he wouldn't be living here, but he makes that sacrifice for me. There are moments where we literally lived, like we live together, right? And just the two of us, I have moments where I think, fuck, I wish I could live alone. God, how nice it would be to just have like a sleepover with the girls. Like it just sometimes, and not that we couldn't do that, but it takes again, uh, some like, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes me um, organizing things, being like, oh, can you go do this at this time so I can then have the space alone or whatever it is, you know? There's basic shit that goes into it. Like just making sure that you are communicating on a regular basis with that person, which takes time. Like, there is work that goes into it. So my only kind of like warning to you here is if you are going through change or you are wanting to potentially change your life a lot in the near future, um, or you're going through a struggle like something with your mental health, sometimes it is better to do that with community, with friends, with family, sure. And maybe even with people that you could see having like an attraction to or whatever that is. But sometimes when you have to put in a lot of effort to somebody else, you steal from what you might need for you. So it is important to be aware of what season you're in if you're thinking of also having a romantic relationship at that time. Number five, you are not always right. You are not always right. And sometimes you are going to be proven wrong, especially in an argument with somebody. And it can be really hard for you, um, for everybody, for your ego, for your sense of self, like for, you know, just how you feel to realize that you are wrong, but you need to get good at being okay with being wrong. And you need to get good at apologizing. I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to talk about it for too long, but four-step apology. Number one, I am sorry. Say it very clear, very, very clear. There's no Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Fuck right off, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry is number one. Number two, what are you sorry for? A lot of people miss that. It's not just I'm sorry. Oh, are you sorry because I'm mad at you? Right? Are you just saying it because you know it's going to make me feel better? That was a big one. That The one that I was, the one, the the guy that I was in a relationship with for a few years, um, wait, ages ago. That was a big issue. And I always would get so 
pissed off because I'd be like, okay, you're sorry that I'm upset. You're sorry because we are not good right now and we're not all cuddly and you don't like that feeling. That's why you're sorry. But you haven't actually taken time to reflect on what happened. (laughs) Okay, you are sorry for what? So that's number two. Number three is here's what I'm going to do to make it up to you or here's what I'm going to do next time. It's the here's the future and here's how I've actually reflected on this thing. Number four is is there anything else? It's more of the question. Is there anything else that I can do to make this up to you? And that process is really important. It sounds super um, like... I don't know, like technical and so specific. And at first when I heard that, I got that from a counselor that I was going to at the time. And um, I remember thinking like, Jesus, as if I'm going to do that. Like as if I'm going to do that every time I apologize, like blah, 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 whatever. But it actually, I'm telling you, it has helped so, so, so much because if you and your person that you're in a relationship with say, okay, we're going to do this, then when you get into those arguments, You can bring it up. And this is why communicating not only when things are bad, but communicating when things are good is so important. Sitting down being like, hey, I want to make our relationship better. This is something that I've noticed that we can both do better. Not coming at it with this, um, hey, I've noticed you're a bit of a piece of shit and um, here's what you have to fix. More so like, hey, I think that we could do better at this and I would like us to both do better. So number one, I am sorry. Number two, here's what I'm sorry for. Number three, here's what I'm going to do next time to be different. Number four is what can I do to make it up to you? Is there anything that I can do? Giving that person space to actually now receive that apology and potentially say, I actually don't forgive you right now. I'm going to work on forgiving you or um, I'm going to work on learning to trust you again. But I actually, you know, I I appreciate your apology, but I don't actually uh, fully accept it to the extent that things are now back to the way they were before this thing happened. And if you're on the other side of that, you have all the right to do that. Just so you know. Number six, things are not always 50-50. Sometimes, and again, I've been saying this a lot in this episode, and this is why I think this is really important. I'm saying that things should feel equal and there should be an equal amount of effort. Yes, but especially in long-term relationships, things are not always going to be 50-50. I can tell you guys right now that a few months ago, when I was really not good and not myself and depressed um, and just feeling shit about myself, there were many times that I took that out on my partner. There was many times. There was times when he would come home from work after having a great day and I'd been sat on the couch all day feeling like shit about myself, whatever, you know, in this victim mentality, not feeling good. And um, I took it out on him. It happened. It absolutely happened. There's been times when he's done similar things, right? Of course. There's been times when he's been stressed and he comes off as uh, angry or distant or whatever. There are times when things are not always going to be 50-50. And sometimes that does last for periods of time. Sometimes that's not just one fight or one conversation. Sometimes that can happen for months. Sometimes like you can be with somebody and especially if you are further along in that relationship where maybe you are living together or there's like financial sharing, stuff like that, that person like loses their job or that person struggles mentally or that person loses somebody in their life, a friend, a family member, whatever. Sometimes things are not always going to be 50-50. And if you're going to be in a relationship and you're going to make the commitment to be in a relationship, whether that's like monogamous or not or whatever, it's a relationship, you are ready to 
sometimes take on more than you think you should have to. And I'm not saying that you're ready to do that right now. You don't have to be. Um, You can be aware of the relationships that you are in and judge for yourself how much you're willing to give. But it's not always going to feel perfect 50-50 all the time. And I think often relationships end when people start to get unbalanced there's been times in my relationship with my partner where I've been like oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna no actually but you know I'm just oh my goodness like I cannot stand you and I would be so much better on my own right now and for me I had to realize that that came back to uh, I don't know, whatever it was, this superiority complex or my ego, or it came back to me not being honest with myself about when it's been the other way around. And I think that if you ever feel that, you should really take time for self-reflection before you go and tell the other person that they're a piece of shit, okay? Because I'm sure there are things that you have done as well. I'm sure there are times where you have needed them more than they've needed you just in terms of, hey, can we talk through this thing? Or can you just be there for me? Or can you give me a massage or whatever it is? Um, It's not always the other person, even if they're the one who seems to be causing the thing at the time. Number seven is to be careful dating in your friend group because... That can get really messy really fast. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Sometimes that's the best. Like, sometimes that's so fun. Um, And it can be so fucking fun. But it can also cause division within the friend group, even if there's just, like, a fight or if there's a breakup, God forbid. It, like, it can be very messy. And it's just something that I want to flag with you because I have done it and I've made that mistake and I've looked back and I've gone, ah, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Um, And I'm not saying you have to keep the separation between your friends and like your dating life because I think that can be unhealthy too, um, trying to keep your, your friends away from that person or that person away from your friends, you know. I don't think that you should do that, but I just think that you should know the risk that you are taking by doing that because the moment you do that you are potentially setting yourself up for a messy ending now I will say as well within queer friend groups this is often really common like this is something that happens all the time Um, and people will talk about queer friendship groups and how much kind of drama and overlap and whatever else there can be because there isn't this like binary straight division of like the girls and the boys you know it's like the girls hang out the boys hang out the girls and boys all come together but there's like that separation it's just a beautiful wonderful mix of people but that can also come with a lot of pain as well and I'll say if you're in that and or if you just want to date within your friend group and you're like ah fuck that whatever I want to have fun I don't care let me live then totally fine do whatever you want of course you know live your best life but be clear with communication. So you have a friend, for example, and things are a bit like flirty, hee hee ha ha, you know, here and there. Um, But you know that you don't want to ever lose that person as a friend. Or you know that you just, if you dated within that friend group, it might be kind of rough because maybe there's another person in that friend group who's actually an ex and then they see you hanging out and then it's like, ah, there's too much going on. Be clear about the communication. Tell that person like, oh, yeah, I know, we have fun, but we can't date because we both know that that would be messy and then kind of like laugh it off on him, whatever. It doesn't have to be a big serious thing, but still be clear about it. Um, And just make sure that if that's your intention, that 
if you're going to be that flirty, fun, whatever person with them, amazing. Love that for you. Um, But be aware that you don't want to put them in a position of then wanting to be with you. And then you having to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, you never want to mislead somebody. And I don't think that everyone should read into everything. I don't think that that's fair. But I do think it's important if you know that there's something potentially going on in their brain about you that you address it and you do it kindly. And it doesn't come from this like, I know you're in love with me place. It comes from a... I just want to make sure that we're clear on like what our relationship actually means to both of us. And I think that's really important. So many of the things that I talk about here is avoiding miscommunication, avoiding things coming up, avoiding issues that don't need to happen. It's really important that if you feel something, you say it and you just leave your ego at the door. You leave your fear of how they're going to respond to you at the door and you set yourself up for wins down the line. Number eight is to learn to fight well with healthy boundaries. If you're in any kind of relationship, there's likely to be things that come up where there's some sort of disagreement, some sort of argument, whatever that is. And it is up to you and that person to decide what your boundaries are within that. And I'm going to give you a few examples of what mine are with my partner. You might want to use these as well. But again, these can look like anything. This isn't right or wrong. This is what works for you guys. For us, one is that we don't yell. And if one of us starts to raise our voice, sometimes it's me. Okay, surprise, surprise, I get fiery. Um, Saying, please lower your voice. And that can be a stern thing. That doesn't have to be a, hey, honey, I've noticed that you're um, speaking loudly. And I would actually like it if you... No, no, it can be like, okay, lower your voice. You know, it can be like that. We've both done it to each other. And we both know that that is a thing that we have said that we will not do. And I will tell you, it's not necessary. Doesn't help get the point across anymore. And it creates, if anything, a sense of fear in the other person a sense of discomfort. It creates um, kind of like a power dynamic. Like often when you're raising your voice, what you're doing is you're trying to get yourself to be heard. And to get yourself to be heard, there's so much more power in slowing down and saying the words that you need to say with conviction rather than yelling them with anger and like swearing and, and doing things that in that context isn't necessary. I know it's hard, but it is important that if you can't do that in the moment, if you are so riled up that you are yelling and swearing, or maybe just like saying things that you shouldn't be saying, that you say, I need to take a second to cool down. I need a second. And maybe for you in the moment, it's not going to look squeaky clean. Maybe for you, that's going to look like being like, I just can't talk about this right now. And storming off and going into the bathroom and having a little cry. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it does matter. It doesn't matter if you are perfect with it, but it's important that you go have that space if you need to have that space, okay? Another one is, I already mentioned it, um, not swearing. Obviously, I swear all the fucking time, um, but not being like, and then you didn't even fucking do it after you said that you were going to or whatever. Because, again, it just it's just another thing that puts emotion at the forefront. It puts anger at the forefront. It puts um, trying to overpower at the forefront and it isn't productive. And that's what we're looking to do. It's not about, well, I should be able to do this, right? If that's your attitude, 
I'm sorry. If that's your attitude of, well, I should be able to yell if I want. I'm angry. If that, you know, if that's where you're coming from, you need to stop for a second and go, okay, but is it productive? And that's what we're always trying to do is pull out what's productive, what's helpful here, what's actually going to help us to move forward in a way that we both want to move forward in. It's okay to feel emotion. Absolutely. And the person that you're with should be able to validate that emotion, but your actions are still your responsibility. How you speak to someone and how people speak to you what you say and what people say to you is still yours and theirs responsibility. Another boundary is when we have conversations. If it's late at night, we're about to fall asleep. Don't bring shit up. Don't bring shit up. If every if anyone's tired, if anyone is drunk or high or you name it, don't bring it up. Okay. There are times to have conversations and that time does not need to be right now. Even though you feel things, even though you have thoughts, even though you have emotions, again, your responsibility. Number nine, know when to let it go. Not everything has to be a conversation. Okay, sometimes there are just things that bother you about the person that you're with. Everyone is going to be annoying to some extent, okay? There is shit that I do that pisses off Sam all the time. There's stuff that I do that pisses off my friends, right? There's stuff that they do that pisses me off. But not everything has to be a big conversation. Unless you're sitting there and this is been going on for over and over and over ages and you said to them, you know, hey, I really want you to start doing this thing. Can you please just start, I don't know, um, picking up after yourself, like something like a laundry thing or uh, the dishes or fucking something stupid. And you're starting to actually get to the point where you're like, this makes me feel like you don't value our relationship. Or this makes me feel like you think that I'm going to do these things for you because I always end up doing them. And I don't want to be put in that space of I'm not your fucking mom or whatever, you know? If that's how you feel, sure, you know, sit down, have that conversation. But not every little annoying thing needs to be a conversation. And this is something that I've had to learn, guys. I used to be sitting beside... (laughs) This is so embarrassing, but I'm telling you because I hope you relate to a certain extent and... I know that I needed to hear this, okay? I'd be sitting on the couch beside him and I could hear him breathing. (laughs) And I would be so irritable for whatever reason where I could be PMSing, I could be super tired. I used to have to wake up all the time at like 5 a.m. because I used to teach Pilates and I would always be fucking tired and whatever. So irritable. That, and I wouldn't deal with it myself, right? I didn't create the boundaries I needed. I wouldn't say, hey, I actually need time alone right now. I would just, whatever, let's just hang out, whatever. I'll just, you want to hang out? Sure, fuck, let's hang out. <laughs> I would just sit there. I'd hear him breathing and I would just look at him. I'd look at him and he'd go, what? <laughs> so mean. And I'd go, okay, you're just, it's like, it's like you are huffing and puffing. Like, and he's like, I'm literally breathing. There are certain things that you just have to learn to be patient with. And if you're getting triggered by things that you know shouldn't be a big deal, it's on you. It's on you, babe. You got to go sort it out. You got to go sort it out. And maybe that literally looks like being like, I think like pausing the show, right? Pausing the movie. Um, just saying, or maybe, you know, you're on a date or something. You're like, don't leave, you know, but saying, I think later I need some alone time, or I think I actually need some alone time right now because I shouldn't be with anybody. And that's okay. You know, to communicate that boundary is really important. And if they get offended by that, like, oh, what, you're not feeling good. So you don't want to be with me. What you don't like, I can't help you. What, like, if that becomes a bit of like, if they have a negative reaction to it, remember to remind them that you're doing it for your sake, which is important, but also for their sake. Like, 
trust me, you don't want to be around me right now. I'm feeling like a bit of a bitch, okay? And that is fine. And that's good. That's good if you can recognize that in yourself. Um, now, I, I hope to think or I like to think that I'm a lot less explosive um, and a lot more um, loving and kind. And I know that I am because I've definitely worked on that. Um, but yeah, super important that you're not putting your just regular daily, you know, day-to-day emotions and feelings on them for doing basic normal shit, okay? Not everything needs to be a conversation. And if things happen once or twice where it genuinely is something that they shouldn't do, like they shouldn't leave something around the house and just fuck right off and wait for you to clean it up. Or, you know, they shouldn't just say something as a joke that's really hurtful that you've asked them not to joke about or something like that, right? Maybe once it happens and you go, okay, I'm gonna let it go this time. Then if it keeps happening, maybe you have a conversation. But again, try to have that conversation. I would have even been talking about this whole time, the communication. Try to have it when you can have a good, normal, regular conversation about it rather than letting it get to the point where you build up all of this anger and then you explode on them because that is not fair to them. It's not fair to you. It sucks for everybody and it's not worth it. Number 10. Okay, if you have said that you forgive somebody, actually forgive them and try to move on. Don't keep tabs on someone's wrongdoings. Don't keep tabs on all the times that they have done the thing. I will say, if if somebody says, and this could be a friend, this could be anyone really, if someone says, I'm going to change this, I am telling you moving forward, I'm going to change this behavior or I'm not going to say that thing anymore. I'm not going to do that thing anymore. Obviously, you have the knowledge that they've done it before and you now have had the conversation that they're going to change. If they don't change, yes, you can pull them up on it. Yes, you can make them accountable to that. And they should give you the space for you to have been able to say like, okay, if this happens again, I'm going to throw a fit because this this is not okay. Um, but it's really important that you try to really move on. If you aren't able to move on from a situation, like you aren't able to trust that person right away or whatever, you have to work through it with them, but also on your own. Trust is a whole topic that we could really get into. Um, but it's something that you have to be willing to do within yourself and be honest with them about, not trusting them. And that's hard. Like they might be thinking, well, but I apologize. But I said I was sorry. Well, you fucking still did the thing. Okay. You still said the thing. You still did the thing. And you don't owe anybody your trust, especially if they've done something to break that trust, especially if they've done something to hurt you when they knew it was going to hurt you or whatever, even if they didn't know it was going to hurt you, right? It doesn't really matter their intentions. The point is that they did something and they should know you better, right? Like, it's really important that you try your best to not keep tabs and not have this backlog in your brain of, see, that's why you're a piece of shit, right? Because if you're doing that, you're probably already having some sort of belief about them in the first place. You keeping tabs on it is likely just you trying to prove a point for yourself psychologically. You have an idea of how someone is. You have an idea about who they are, what they're experiencing, 
what they're like, and you're just trying to prove to yourself over and over that they are that thing. And they will never be able to get out of that box in your head until you actually sit down and think through whether or not you genuinely believe that about them. If you do believe it about them, then you've got to think it through and maybe have a conversation eventually. If you don't, you need to let it go. And you need to figure out where that might be coming from because you might be thinking about your parents' relationship. You might be thinking about your last relationship and that isn't fair to them. Going into a relationship and saying, I'm not going to trust you because I've been hurt before is not fair. Going into a relationship and saying, you're going to do what this person did because everyone does that to me isn't logical, isn't fair, and isn't productive. Now, if this person actually did do something to hurt your trust, it's important that, like I said earlier, you communicate that you don't trust them to the extent that you used to. And that might be really hurtful for them to hear, but it's important that you're honest about it because hopefully that person is willing to go, I accept that. I understand that. Um, Help me, like, tell me how I can help you to trust me again and hopefully go on that journey with you because trust can be restored. I've seen it um, and I've seen it in other relationships as well, in other friendships. And I do think that restoration and coming back from something is possible. And I think that it's really important to believe that, like just as a general idea that nothing is just like one and done. Like there's always room for redemption. This is a big reason why like I really don't like cancel culture because you know, there's some things that are pretty like, well, well, maybe I'm not going to support that person anymore. You know, there are certain things that it's like, maybe that's where you draw the line. But I don't like that one mistake from somebody can cause their whole life to be derailed. I don't like that it can not give that person any space to come back. I think it's important that redemption is a value. At least it is one for me. Of course, you need to have the boundaries to know what you can handle. But Trust and rebuilding trust is possible, but don't tell somebody that everything's okay, all good, no worries, I forgive you, I trust you now, but then secretly keep these like tabs in your brain. Not forgive and forget, you know, don't forget. You still have that knowledge and they know you have that knowledge, right? Hopefully they are not going to be like, well, you said that you forgive me and do it fucking again. Of course, you're not an idiot, you know, Um, but try to get away from that keeping tab situation. And if you notice yourself doing that, you have to have a conversation or you need to leave that relationship or you need to figure that out within yourself because it will just boil and it will cause resentment. And it might start to cause issues in other areas that are completely unrelated And sometimes relationships end for reasons that it wasn't even like the real reason and no one was willing to say the real reason anyways. And that's a really immature way to go about communication and relationships. I believe that you deserve all the love. I believe that you deserve someone who makes you feel safe and wanted and cared for. I believe that there are really, really amazing people out there who want to do that for you. Friends, lovers, whatever. I think that there are really, really awesome people. And I don't think that you should settle. I hear this all the time. in like my TikTok comments of people being like, yeah, well, like men these days or like men, blah, 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 blah. And I joke about it too. And I get that that's a thing, you know, but 
when it comes down to it, if your belief is that, well, everybody's this way anyways, or, oh, I'm never going to end up with a guy that actually prioritizes me or a girl or whoever, I'm not going to end up in that situation, so I might as well just deal with it. And, you know, you can't ask for everything and you have to make sacrifices and you're constantly giving people all these excuses you need to stop because there are really, really amazing people who will give you lots of love and are fair and want to communicate and hopefully have done that on their own because yes, you can teach people things. Yes, you can educate them. Um, yes, they might do that for you and, and whatever else, but you shouldn't have to be the sole person doing that in your relationship. And if you are, you're going to be broken down so quickly. Like the resentment is going to be insane. It will cause all these fights and it will be shit. Okay. And you don't deserve that. You deserve better. And you need to believe that for yourself. I'm sure if you have a partner, you've been thinking about them throughout this whole episode. But if you don't, what I want you to do is sit down and think about what things you are looking for in a partner and what things you expect from a partner and be serious about it and look for that as you go out and meet new people because often we just we are attracted to people and we get excited and it's flirty and whatever else and then we think well and we just have to deal with whatever they're dealing with and you know but we don't actually look for key things and I think it's really important that you know what those things are for you and do that with your friends too I had a conversation today in a one of my friend groups um just in like a group chat and I said to them I was like guys you have no idea how happy I am to have people in my life who I know regularly reflect on their lives lives and what they're putting out into the world, the energy that they're bringing, people that are self-reflective and and genuine and give a shit about how they live their lives. It's so healing to have healthy people around you. It's so healing to have people with good intentions around you. And the more you do that for yourself, the more you will attract it. Like, and I'm into all that shit, you know, manifestation and all the bullshit. Um, I love it. (laughs) But I also just, I believe it because I see it. Like, if you know for yourself, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to fill my cup. I'm going to have healthy boundaries. I'm going to communicate well. And you put that out. People will come into your life who do that because they'll recognize it in you, right? If you are going out and thinking, I'm looking for that, and then people see it in you, they're going to gravitate towards you. So be in that not only for yourself, but also so you naturally get to get those relationships. If you feel like, oh, like there's no one out there, like no one's like that, it could potentially be you deflecting it or you being the one that's blocking those relationships from coming into your life right now. And that's okay. And if you notice that right now, that's okay. Because it means that there's room to grow. And it just means that going forward, now you're going to start to pick up these new beliefs around relationships and what you deserve. And then those people will come in more naturally. And you'll look back and you'll go, wow, it is so important that my mindset and my mentality is clear and intentional, because it means that other people will get to do that as well who are around me. All right, sexies, that is the end of today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. It was very serious, very soft, but I felt like something that we needed to talk about. Um, And I'm just so fucking grateful for this community. I just want to thank you guys so much because I learned so much from you. I've had so much fun just like talking to you guys recently on Instagram and TikTok and everything and seeing like TikTok grow and stuff a little bit more recently. That's been really cool. And it's just like, it's a lot of females, a lot of female presence. Um, And it's just 
such a safe space for me. And um, I'm so thankful that I was able to have the break that I had. But trust me, I am ready now to like really just like get back into it. And I'm so happy to be back into like a mental space where I feel like excited and like creative. Like I'm just, I've, I literally fell asleep two nights ago. I was falling asleep, had been like lights out for like 20 minutes. And I just like thought about everything that I wanted to talk about today because it just came into my brain, you know? And so I'm, I'm in that space now and your support and everything means so much to me. Um, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram or TikTok, it is Alyssa Taylor Harper. You can come find me there and have a chat with me if you want to about any of this. Of course, I'm happy to chat with you guys always. Um, and also, we have a Facebook podcast group called the She Said What podcast group that you can go join if you want to hang out and get some community over there. And that's basically it, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you when I see you. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.